Oh, we start the show with breaking news. Underdog has raised the instant deposit match. For those of you that are new to Underdog, get the Underdog app in the App Store and use promo code UNDERWORLD, and they will now match up to $100 on your first deposit. The good people at Underdog are 10xing what was already a generous deposit match bonus. Oh, my God. The waiver wire is still active and relevant and worth paying attention to in fantasy football. Not for long. Not for long. We, we have a few weeks left of waiver wire season, which is the majority of the fantasy football regular season. But we, we don't typically make it to the playoffs. Typically, there's just not enough talent, not enough useful assets on the waiver wire to necessitate a separate show dedicated to who to pick up, how much to bid, but we have something. We have something today. We, we have, sadly, a Miles Sanders injury, which has created the wreckage, which we now have to sift through, pick through. So that's what we have. Most weeks, there's some injury. There's a David Montgomery injury, which opened up Khalil Herbert. You're welcome. <laughs> some of you actually played him <laughs> against all odds. <laughs> I can't believe it. I can't believe Khalil Herbert, 100 yards. I mean, amazing, right? Amazing. I mean, I think if we look at what Khalil Herbert did in that situation, you're down 30-plus points, and you still rush for 100 yards. That's only happened 30 times in NFL history, (laughs) right? Khalil Herbert has been historic, historic production, in the face of the most negative game script and and a, a, a truly ferocious front seven that has been giving up the least yards to opposing running backs in the NFL. And somehow Khalil Herbert, who was featured on the waiver wire program before anyone else was really interested in picking him up. So that, that's the, been the great victory lap for waiver wired this year. Khalil Herbert. Will we hit on another Khalil Herbert? Maybe, maybe not. I mean, Kenny Gainwell is out there. He's out there in a lot. I, I can't believe that Kenny Gainwell was so available. I looked at the, the ownership across all the different platforms. Like, what? How is Gainwell? Who dropped Gainwell? What are, you, what are you mad? Are you crazy? Dropping Gainwell. Come on, man. They did. Because he had no touches the previous week. It was the Miles Sanders show. Miles Sanders didn't post a lot of fantasy points because he never does. But... He still was a heck of a lot more active than Kenny Gainwell. And this is the life of the non-primary back, whether it be Brandon Bolden, whether it be Kenny Gainwell. Some weeks, the way the game flows, you get in there, right? Other weeks, the way it flows, you don't get many touches. Giovanni Bernard's the best example of this because the Buccaneers are losing to the Rams, which is a rare event, right? And then that's the week, of course, that Giovanni Bernard has like 20-something fantasy points. But, I mean, if the Buccaneers aren't losing, he's completely irrelevant, which is almost every game, right? So he had this one rare game where the Rams are beating up 
the Buccaneers, and they're just in the two-minute offense the entire game, and, and there's Giovanni Bernard, touchdown, reception, touchdown, reception. Good for him, right? But normally, nothing, nothing. So that was the life of Kenny Gainwell. But the difference is, Kenny Gainwell's not just a satellite back. At this point in his career, you know, Giovanni Bernard's never going to be a primary back. If something happens to Leonard Fournette, it's going to be the Ronald Jones show for a period of time <laughs> until Keyshawn Vaughn outplays him, and then, then we'll see what happens there. <laughs> but listen, we don't need to talk about Leonard Fournette getting injured. It's not going to happen. Hopefully not. We're, 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 we're blessed to have fast Lenny, durable Lenny, electric Lenny, electric Lenny in our lives. Very blessed. Don't want to jinx it. Don't want to jinx it, but... We may have jinxed Miles Sanders. He's going to miss a few weeks. And Kenny Gainwell is not just a one-dimensional satellite back. Like Giovanni Bernard was really good at, at UNC, right? Like, oh, this guy could actually be a primary back in the league. And he had a few games in Cincinnati, precious few, but a handful of games where he did operate as a primary ball carrier. So he can go out and score 30 fantasy points. Very possible. But not at this point in Giovanni Bernard's career. And I don't know why the fuck we're talking so much about Giovanni Bernard. What are we doing? Stop talking about Giovanni Bernard. Start talking about Kenny Gainwell. What am I doing? What's happening today? Can't talk. Can't think. Kenny Gainwell was awesome at Memphis. Truly awesome in all phases. Was this monster rusher, 1,500 plus yards. Caught all these passes. Just look at his college stats on playerprofiler.com extraordinary and he did this when Antonio Gibson was on the team right and before that it was Tony Pollard and Darrell Henderson those at Memphis insist that Kenny Gainwell was the best of all of them and then somehow that message didn't get to the NFL and he fell to the fifth round just like Aaron Jones right just like Aaron Jones strikingly similar profile to Aaron Jones a little bit smaller but otherwise you look at Aaron Jones at Texas El Paso, you look at Kenny Gainwell at Memphis, strikingly similar profiles, and then he did the thing that Khalil Herbert did, which was he seized a meaningful role in September as a day three rookie. This is a rule of thumb. Anytime a day three rookie seizes a meaningful role, the backup running back role is meaningful for an NFL offense. In week one, if he climbs up, right, out of the day three zone, where you never know, it could be a practice squad candidate, could be a game day inactive. It's not easy if you don't have the draft capital. But he climbed up very quickly, climbed over Boston. Scott was like, I'm your guy. I'm your guy behind Miles Sanders. I'm the guy behind the guy. And Khalil Herbert did the same thing. He was a lock to make that roster as the number three running back. And it was really a 2A, 2B between Damian Williams and Khalil Herbert even when David Montgomery was healthy. So we have the signals being beamed out into the world by these day three picks. Hey guys, I'm really productive in college. Cole Herbert, Kenny Gainwell, 1,300 plus yard seasons on their college resumes. Hey, we're active in the passing game. We're good receivers. And then, oh, by the way, our teams appreciate us and we're active on game days as of week one, though we didn't get drafted early. This was the story with Aaron Jones, Austin Eckler, most famously, most recently, James Robinson. So this is why you, you must pursue Kenny Gainwell with a zeal if he's available. I'm talking about even buying high if he's on rosters. I'm talking about going and getting this guy. 
I've already traded for him in Dynasty a number of times where I didn't already have him after I saw him rise up the depth chart so quickly as a round five pick that just that that was so impressive to me. Then you add his college profile, then you add his athleticism where he ran a four four seven at his pro day. It's like, oh baby. <laughs> and because he's five eight, similar to what we talked about with JJ Taylor, though he's two hundred pounds, he's not the normal two hundred pound running back because he's five eight. His BMI thirty point six is sixtieth percentile. He can be a primary back in the league, just like Austin Eckler. Just like Aaron Jones, Kenny Gainwell can be a primary back in the league, and Miles Sanders may not have a job waiting for him when he returns. So the math that you do on a Dernis Johnson where you're like, hey, I could get something from him this week. If I need a running back, I'm going to bid big. If I don't need a running back, I'm going to ignore him. That's the calculus with those types of players with plug and play between the tackles, grinders. They don't endure. You just enjoy the 150 yards that you somehow get from a Dernis Johnson if you needed to stream a running back that week. If not, oh well. It's not like he's going to be producing throughout the season unless Nick Chubb has a more serious injury, which we, we, we don't believe he will. Nick Chubb was practicing on Monday, so we expect Nick Chubb to be back and for Dernis Johnson to go back into the bottle. Kenny Gainwell's not going back into the bottle. He's not. He's here for the next... Four years in Philadelphia, it's going to be the Kenny Gainwell show. That's why I've been pursuing him so zealously in Dynasty. I, just, I, I want this guy. And if he happens to be available in some seasonal league and you haven't stashed him yet somehow, some way, or maybe someone drafted him in the final hour, maybe someone last week decided I, I need Dernus Johnson right? or I need somebody. Right there, maybe even Demetric Felton. They just felt like they needed somebody to plug and play. Last minute, maybe even on Sunday, they said, "Listen, I, I, I can't take it anymore. I'm not happy with who I'm starting in flex. I'm just going to drop Gainwell and pick up somebody that I can actually play in flex that I know is going to get the snaps. Maybe, maybe Alan Lazard, something like that. I, I drop Gainwell. I want to plug and play Alan Lazard. That that actually worked out, right? It worked out in the short term. Lazard had like 15 fantasy points. The problem is Gainwell was great, right? And no one could have known that because it's because Miles Sanders went out with an ankle injury, but Gainwell's the man now. If you dropped him, you're kicking yourself. If you didn't pick him up yet and someone else snakes him from you, you're going to be kicking yourself. So that's why in our fab guidance on Patreon, patreon.com forward slash podfather, I go through every player and I lay out how much to bid. We're bidding huge. We're going all in on Kenny Gainwell. Because you don't want that regret. You don't want to be looking up and like, oh, damn it. I didn't bid enough. After he had eight targets. Right? The guy had eight targets. That That is reminiscent of Aaron Jones. Reminiscent of Austin Eckler. It is. It is. And this is not like the time that I compared Ty Montgomery to David Johnson. No, 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 no. These are similar players that were drafted in similar rounds of the NFL draft with similar athletic profiles. You can't tell me they're not similar. It's just shameful. It's shameful that Kenny Gainwell is even available anywhere. If he is, aggressively pursue him. Marlon Mack, shameful. We've had him as our number one priority stash for how many weeks? Because it's coming up, guys. It's coming up. 
The NFL trade deadline is here. It's upon us. If you're Chris Ballard, you have to get rid of Marlon Mack. You have to. You can't let him languish away on this roster and then get nothing in return for him at the end of the year. That would be completely irrational. You just can't do it. You cannot do it. The NFL trade deadline is November 2nd. November 2nd. That's a week away. It is a week away. Marlon Mack is going to be on the move in a week. I don't know where, but he actually has more upside than even Kenny Gainwell. Because Miles Sanders will be back. And it will be a specialist backfield once Miles Sanders returns. It could be a 60-40 split with Gainwell getting the 60 and Sanders getting the 40, but that's still what it's going to be, no matter what. No matter how it shakes out in Philadelphia, Gainwell's never going to get more than a 60% opportunity share. However, Marlon Mack has this Kenny Gainwell profile too. Marlon Mack is fast. Marlon Mack explosive. Marlon Mack's electric in the passing game. All those things that Kenny Gainwell offers, Marlon Mack offers it as well with the addition of 15 pounds. So even though Gainwell has a similar BMI, NFL coaches look at Marlon Mack as a primary back, as a true workhorse. They don't view Gainwell as that quite yet. Gainwell's going to have to prove it, just like Aaron Jones had to prove it. Austin Eckler had to prove it over multiple seasons. Gainwell's going to have to do the same thing. Marlon Mack's already proven it. So Marlon Mack can go to Baltimore and be the primary, be the guy, be the bell cow. Bell cow Marlon Mack is a week away. So you got to get him. You got you to spend up for him if he's already available and you haven't stashed him. I just don't know how many people in this audience are letting Gainwell and Mack sit on their waiver wire. It would be, I would just be shocked. I'd be shocked and embarrassed to see it because certainly not any of my leagues. Certainly not. Boston Scott, however, is available in my leagues. And I'm only going to bid on him if I'm desperate for a flex option this week. This is an, another Darnus Johnson situation in that, sure, he might out-carry Kenny Gainwell, but he's not going to out-target him. Kenny Gainwell is probably going to start. So what do you got here? You got a breather back on an offense that has not been a strong running team all year. What are you really going to gain by getting Boston Scott? Right? Oh, maybe Kenny Gainwell goes down. Okay, then Miles Sanders comes back, and Miles Sanders is better than Boston Scott. Boston Scott does not have the ability to seize a primary back role in the league. That, that's not his destiny. He'll never do it. It's not in his range of outcomes. Gainwell, it is. So, sure, you could throw like a 20% bid on Scott if you need a starter this week. But if you don't need a starter, what the hell is the point? Sanders is week to week. Week to week really means, hey, give me a month. So you get three weeks, four weeks, four weeks max of Boston Scott. Okay. Okay. Four weeks. Four weeks isn't bad. Which of those weeks you're you going to start him? Maybe next week. There's more bye weeks next week. Maybe, maybe you start Boston Scott next week. And congratulations if you do. I still, I still am dying to know when this Eagles bye week is. I have no idea. I, I feel inadequate that I don't know when the Eagles' bye week is. It is actually, this is why I couldn't find it. I was scrolling through the weeks. I think I got to week 12. I was like, when is it? I don't know. I give up. I should have kept going. It's week 14. So they don't have to buy until week 14. That's part of the rationale for, for bidding on Boston Scott in that, okay, we got some time here. 
where he's going to be soaking up touches for at least three weeks. You're going to get Boston Scott touches, meaningful touches from Boston Scott for three weeks. Okay. He's not going to get the targets. And he may get a goal line carry when Jalen Hurts doesn't punch it in himself. This is the problem, right? This is the problem. This is the problem with running backs on Buffalo. Same problem. Like, what are you gaining, right? What are you get? What are you going to get? The only thing that's going to generate fantasy points consistently are targets, and those are going to go to Gainwell. So I'm, I'm just, I'm not rushing out to bid up Boston Scott. I'm just not. I'm just not. But, but he's definitely more than a Dearness Johnson rental. It's a multi-week rental, perhaps a month-long rental, and. That's a guy you can use in flex next week when there's a lot of bye weeks. Maybe. I just, I can't. I just can't. I can't with Boston Scott. I just can't. We're loyal to Gainwell, right? This is the same thing that happened in Chicago. I just can't with Damian Williams. I just can't. We're loyal to Khalil Herbert. I just can't. We're taking a stand. We're saying it's the Kenny Gainwell show. This is where our loyalties lie. This is where the fantasy points get scored from the backfield in Philadelphia. Because of Jalen Hurts, the between-the-tackles runner, whoever the big runner is there, is not going to get you a goddamn thing. Brandon Bolden will outscore Boston Scott over the next month. Watch it happen. Bolden is discount James White. In PPR leagues, he's going to have some boom performances that I can't really see from Boston Scott. But Bolden's snap share and opportunity share have been lower than James White's. So there are 15-point PPR games out there from Brandon Bolden. He's great for best ball. I don't love him when I have to set my lineup because good luck guessing when this guy is going to be fed. Like, who knew? Like, they're going to be up 75 points and they're going to be feeding Brandon Bolden targets? Who the hell could it? See, if you didn't know that, if you didn't start Brandon Bolden or you didn't pick him up last week and stream him, don't feel bad. Don't feel bad. But you should feel bad if you don't pick up Salvon Ahmed. That's right. I love Ahmed. Ahmed has significantly more upside than Bolden, than Scott. He's been hanging around that Dolphins roster for now a year and a half. He has officially surpassed Malcolm Brown on the depth chart. And Miami, they're, they're reticent to feed Miles Gaskin. I don't know why. I don't know why Miles Gaskin hasn't been fed and productive. It's shocking because he is a quality player. He's super versatile. He can win in all phases, but they they just don't want Miami to be the Miles Gaskin show. They don't want it, but Ahmed is also more efficient. Maybe that's the reason. Maybe I keep looking up and Ahmed's just delivering more on a per-touch basis than Miles Gaskin. And now that he's supplanted Malcolm Brown, like, well, this guy has some juice. The metrics, the workout metrics on playerprofiler.com, not that impressive for Ahmed, but the player and the potential role with Tua now under center, it's a higher octane offense. Things are clicking into place for Salvon Ahmed. So this is the best value play for this week on the waiver wire. If he continues to be efficient and just be better than Miles Gaskin, it's going to be his job in the second half. That's what I'm projecting. He seized it last year. All these injuries around him. The Dolphins turned to Ahmed and he delivered. So now they trust him. And you're not allowed to be surprised if, if, if he's the primary back in the second half. Why, why not? If it's not Gaskin, move on.
Let, let's go to someone else. Deep stashes, Samaj P. Ryan, fluky game. Who could have seen Baltimore getting blown out by the Bengals? I don't see the Bengals blowing out teams most weeks. So I don't see Samaj P. Ryan posting 60 yards and a touchdown most weeks. He's a straight backup to Joe Mixon. He's not an active pass catcher. So there's limited upside there. Again, one of these weeks, he could pull a Ernest Johnson and give you 150 yards and a touchdown. It's possible. So stash him. But I'm not overly enthusiastic about Samaj P. Ryan as a stash. I'm a little more enthusiastic about Jeff Wilson. Jeff Wilson's interesting. Now, we're all in on Elijah Mitchell in San Francisco. As you know, I spent 100 out of $100 on him in the Scott Fish Bowl. But Jeff Wilson coming back is a looming presence. He is. So I, 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 I'm trying to stash him now where I can just in case because he would be a plus handcuff to Elijah Mitchell. And if he comes back and he's healthy and, and he's operating as that clear number two in San Francisco, even in the deepest of leagues, you can just jettison Trey Sermon. I continue to stash Trey Sermon in the Scott Fishbowl because there are no better options on the waiver wire. But if Jeff Wilson comes back and, and is productive and efficient, well, goodbye, Trey Sermon. I'm continuing to stash DJ Dallas. We knew that Rashad Penny was going to come back and they were going to give him a shot, and then they shelved him in the second half. DJ Dallas is just going to keep hanging around, and there's no timetable for the return of Chris Carson, but there is a timetable for the return of Russell Wilson. They play this week. They have a bye. Russell Wilson probably comes back after the bye. Similar to Ahmed, DJ Dallas just hanging around, and you're not allowed to be surprised when he's the primary back in the second half of the season, considering the other options are just not firing. Ty Johnson left with a concussion, but he did give you those 10 fantasy points. Anytime a guy's going to go out and catch six passes, I know it was in the garbage time of the garbage times and negative game script, I get it. But now they're going to a Joe Flacco, a complete statue, check down quarterback. There's going to be even more targets available to the running game. That means, oh baby, Michael Carter. Michael Carter is... An intriguing play, especially with Joe Flacco under center. Lots of checkdowns there. But we saw Ty Johnson commanding targets as well. I'm not dropping him. I'm tempted to drop him because Michael Carter is clearly seizing that primary back role. But that activity in the passing game and the explosiveness of Ty Johnson, still think he's stashable. J.J. Taylor, very stashable. I'm hoping that in leagues where I never bothered stashing him, that I can get him at a reasonable price. That's the key. Get him at a reasonable price. I, I don't want to overpay. Most people know that J.J. Taylor was only in there because the Patriots were up 80 points, but he did score twice. I hated that. I hated that so much. I would be trying to pick him up regardless. Just the fact that he was active made me want to pick him up. I didn't see any Ramondre Stevenson. Did you? Did you? Did you? I saw a lot of J.J. Taylor at the end of that game, though. It's just too bad he got the touchdowns because that's what Fantasy gamers chase. We know that. We take advantage of that. And it's going to kill us with J.J. Taylor. Trying to get cute. Trying to stash him late. I don't have any. I, I wish I'd stashed him. Didn't. And now I'm going to pay. I'm going to pay. I'm going to have to pay extra to get him now. Or I'm just going to miss out on him. I know it. It's pissing. I'm so mad. I'm so mad. I'm just. I'm fortunate I had a lot of conviction in him. So I have him in a lot of leagues. But any time I look at a league and I see J.J. Taylor on the waiver wire, I just slap my forehead. I'm just like, 
bad, bad pod father, bad, 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 fucked up. I'm a perfectionist. There should be no leagues I'm in with JJ Taylor available. Wayne Gallman. I mean, Mike Davis is just trending in the wrong direction. Wayne Gallman is stashable. Jamichael Hasty stashable until Jeff Wilson returns. Chris Evans is stashable. He has an all-purpose skill set. This running game in Cincinnati is looking great. Wide receiver, Alan Lazard, right? Alan Lazard. It's, it's every week, man. This show. This show. Alan Lazard. Look at that. Alan Lazard. Breakout alert! As predicted. And then we didn't predict Devontae Adams going on the COVID list and likely missing this Thursday game against Arizona. <laughs> That's not a game you want to miss. I have Devontae Adams in the Scott Fishbowl. I'm devastated. I don't want him missing this game. But if he does, I also have some Alan Lazard waiting. Oh, yes. Alan Lazard's good. Playerprofiler.com. 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 You can see a metric called speed score. It takes his 40 time, adjusts it for his size. And you're like, oh, yeah, wow. This guy's a true outside playmaker with size and speed. And then he was dominant in college, even while sharing a field with Hakeem Bustler. Russell Gage is on the waiver wire in a lot of leagues. And he's getting targets, guys. He's getting targets. Chase the targets. And don't forget, Calvin Ridley's a fake, a fake alpha, which opens up even more targets for Russell Gage. Alamede Zacchaeus had such an opportunity, and it's only once Gage returns and starts commanding five-plus targets, which Zacchaeus never could, you realize, oh yeah, Zacchaeus not going to happen. Like, Gage comes back, first, first week back, boom, soaks up a bunch of targets, and it's like, oh yeah, yeah, Gage's pretty good. Yeah, turns out he's just better at football. Six targets. 60 yards, more than 10 yards per target and a touchdown. That's good at football. That player's good at football. Zacchaeus, one for 13. Targets are a skill. If you can command them, you're good at football, period. Zacchaeus, not so much. So I like Russell Cage. I like, I, it's it's Lazard and it's Lazard or Lazard. It's Gage. There's no no doubt about how Gage, Gage, could it be Gage, right? Is there any? No other iterations of the pronunciation of Gage. Yeah, so I like Lazard Lazard. I like Gage Gage. I like uh, Van Jefferson. <laughs> he did it again. We told you, just keep playing Jefferson. He's volatile. But you want the number three receiver tethered to Matthew Stafford. Lean into that volatility. Take the boom performances. Take the 15-point performances when they come. Same with K.J. Osborne. He has Kirk Cousins who's not that dissimilar from Matt Stafford. He's like a discount Van Jefferson. Boom weeks and then nothing. That's the life of a number three receiver. Just enjoy the boom performances. The duds won't kill you. Darius Slayton, though, I think he's more likely to go boom this week. I think he's a streamer. I would rather have KJ Osborne and Van Jefferson now and for the rest of the season, but Darius Slayton, assuming Kenny Galladay's out, and it's a Monday night game, so you got to make sure Galladay is ruled out before the 1 o'clock kickoff. Like you can't go into the Sunday slate not knowing whether Slayton will be the number 2 or number 3. That That's the big difference, right? We expect Sterling Shepard to be back. He was close to returning last week. He will return this week. That will relegate Dante Pettis, but it won't relegate Darius Slayton, who plays X, not slot flanker. So I think Slayton will get his full snaps, full route 
participation rate for Slayton, and you got to love them against Kansas City, Monday Night Football. I think Slayton could have a week. So I, I like Slayton as a streamer this week over everyone else other than Lazard, Lazard. But for the rest of the season, eh, right? Galladay comes back. We're not sure what the usage is going to look like across the board. Then all of a sudden, Saquon comes back. And it's just, Kadarius Tony comes back. It's just, no. Slayton's a one-week rental. But if both Shepard and Tony are active on Monday night, I don't want to use him there either. So the situational possible streamer, right? Situation-based streaming option, Darius Slayton. If things fall into place and Tony and Galladay are inactive, or they're at least trending in that direction by Sunday, that would be my my streamer. Or Marquez Valdez-Scantling, right? You could play Marquez Valdez-Scantling Thursday night. No Adams, Scantling returns from injured reserve. It would be him and Lazard in comeback mode against those outside corners. That's the, that's the one weakness in Arizona, the outside corners. Marquez Valdez-Scanlon could have a big week. It's conceivable in the Scott Fishbowl that I'm starting both Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scanlon if Adams misses because I have, I have Rodgers. I want to stack. I want to stack those Packers this week against Arizona. If I can't have Adams, I'll just have to play Lazard and Marquez Valdez-Scantling, and hopefully they combine to give me the Adams production. That's the gamble. That's not a gamble. Actually, it's not a gamble at all. I think that's likely. Brian Edwards got a touchdown, stash him. Donovan Peoples-Jones, poor guy. Poor guy. His time was now. And then he pulls a groin in warm-ups. God damn it! I mean, I can't believe that happened. I still, I'm still in shock. Feel so bad for the kid. Ah, shit. Quez Watkins. He's kind of Quez Watkins is like a handcuff. Anything happens to Rager, anything happens to Devontae Smith, Quez Watkins. No Ertz. Ertz is killing the Arizona passing game. Too many miles to... But now they're pulling Ertz out of that, that passing game. Opens up some targets for Smith. Opens up some targets for Rager. But I like Goddard. And don't want to bury the lead. Goddard got there without big targets. Like He got there with, with efficiency and touchdowns last week. You love seeing that from Goddard. You love seeing how some players get there. Love seeing how Goddard got there. Oh, Tyrell Williams is still a stash until we hear that he's out for the year because of this concussion might actually be full-blown brain trauma. I'm still stashing Tyrell Williams. That's it. That's it. That's all I got there. Not a lot of wide receiver options. You can see, if you go to the Patreon fab guidance, patreon.com forward slash podfather, why wouldn't you do that? I mean, why wouldn't you go see all the fab guidance? You get a t-shirt or a hat or a hoodie. You get... To join me in a patron league, get to support this show, which is free, who wouldn't do this? A lot of you aren't doing it. And it's shameful. But go ahead. Just keep keep free riding. Don't worry about it. You shouldn't feel guilty. Don't. Don't. We have advertisers. We have sponsors. You shouldn't feel guilty. And you know one of my favorite sponsors is Feels. 
Podfather's feeling feels, baby. Their CBD is a better way to feel. High quality delivered directly to your doorstep. Reduces stress, anxiety, pain, sleeplessness. It is amazing that as the years go by, this show only gets more energized. And the only way that's possible is with natural sleep. Nine rock solid hours last night. And I attribute my ability to sleep better to feels. Just put a few drops under your tongue at night within minutes. You'll feel better. And if you don't, they have a CBD hotline with a personal guide to help you find the perfect dose for you. Become a member by going to feels.com slash underworld and get 50% off your first order with free shipping. Feels.com slash underworld and get 50% automatically taken off your order with free shipping. Feels.com slash underworld. And I know you all appreciate this show enough to actually support it with your credit card. Based on the titanic praise I have received for flaming Davis Maddock and turning the Ronald Jones echo chamber into a smoldering crater in the earth. My favorite part of the Davis Maddock takedown was the the effortless, flawless pivot to the cereal commercial. <laughs> If you're like me, you look at Davis Maddock, you're like, that guy must eat a lot of cereal. How could he not? Ronald Jones eats too much cereal. The sugary kind. My advice to Ronald Jones would be to switch to Magic Spoon cereal. When I think about mornings as a child, it was started with a bowl of cereal. And I stopped eating cereal for years. And then Magic Spoon sent me all these boxes of cereal. And I started reading the ingredients. I was like, wait a second. Wait a second. No sugar? 13 to 14 grams of protein? <laughs> Only 140 calories? This, no. It's keto-friendly, gluten-free, grain-free, soy-free, low-carb. Stop it. Stop it, Magic Spoon. Stop it. I've been mixing the cocoa with the peanut butter. My wife likes the fruity. We also have frosted. It's healthy. It's delicious. It's just fun. It's fun to find new things, innovations, even in the dry food section of your kitchen cabinet. So go to magicspoon.com slash underworld, get a variety pack, and that promo code underworld saves you $5 off your order, and they guarantee happiness. If you don't like it for any reason, they'll refund you, no questions asked, you keep the cereal, but I bet you'll like it. So go to magicspoon.com slash underworld, code underworld gets you that $5 off at checkout. You free riders are lucky Magic Spoon is sponsoring this episode. Keeping us on the air. Don't feel guilty. Don't do it. Never mind that I also help your fantasy team in the community tab on Patreon and we have a Discord. Never mind all that. <laughs> Tight end streamers, Tyler Conklin again. It's just Conklin, Conklin, Conklin. The Viking. The literal Viking. I can't believe he's rostered in less than 10% of leagues. It's just silly. It's silly. It's silly, really. Cold Comet week. It's Cold Comet week. Notice the 33 attempts from Justin Fields. They're starting to open up that passing game. They had to. It was out of necessity. I understand it. But they did it. That's what's important. So good news for Allen Robinson. Good news for Darnell Mooney. Good news for Cole Kmet. And Tommy Sweeney. Tommy Sweeney. That's the name that jumped out at me when I was looking at the tight end streaming options. I'm like, well, 
I remember being frustrated as a Dawson Knox enthusiast when Tommy Sweeney was catching this touchdown in the back of the end zone. Going, Fuck, right? Who the hell's Tommy Sweeney? Well, Tommy Sweeney has some nice agility, and that's a predictive stat for tight ends. The ability to move laterally in tight spaces. It's a good sign for Tommy Sweeney. If he's the primary option in the Josh Allen offense, Buffalo Bills, on a collision course for the Super Bowl, it's going to be Bills versus either Bucks or Cardinals. We already know what's going to happen. Tommy Sweeney, multiple touchdowns are possible. right? You want this week C.J. Uzoma. We talked about C.J. Uzoma last week. I'm not point-chasing C.J. Uzoma. Last week was the week to get C.J. Uzoma. It's not this week, right? It's not this week. This week is Tommy Sweeney. I am, however, happy to go back to Mo Cox. If he wasn't a basketball player in college, I wouldn't be as interested. But the basketball background, I just keep going back to Mo Cox, and he keeps delivering. And Pat Fryermuth. Pat Fryermuth has been out-targeting Eric Ebron regularly, had that bye week to continue to work on the craft, Stay late in the film room, work with Ben Roethlisberger, Fryermuth, sneaky streamer, but you don't need him. You don't need Fryermuth this week because it's Tommy Sweeney week. But if you do, maybe you need to stream two tight ends somehow. <laughs> Sweeney and Fryermuth, quarterback streamers. It's always Daniel Jones week. So once the rostered rate gets to 35%, we'll stop talking about streaming Daniel Jones. But until then, stream Daniel Jones, stream anyone named Jones. Daniel Jones, Mac Jones. You're like, Mac Jones? It's a tough defense. Why, why wouldn't I play uh, Geno Smith against Jacksonville? Well, because Mac Jones is way better than Geno Smith. And the work of our analytics team this offseason suggested that when you're streaming quarterbacks, you want to look at the opposing quarterback. That opposing quarterback will tow whichever quarterback he's facing with him if he is elite. The prolific elite throwers will tow... The opposing quarterback's fantasy points with him as they dragged the Patriots. The Chargers dragged the Patriots into a shootout. That's why I'm playing Mac Jones. I'm playing Mac Jones because of Justin Herbert. It has nothing to do with those werewolves in the Chargers' defense. Don't care. What I care about is Justin Herbert creating the game conditions for Mac Jones. Teddy Bridgewater is also a better option than Geno Smith because you could argue the Washington secondary is even worse than Jacksonville. If you don't play Geno Smith, you can also play Taylor Hineke. Taylor Hineke has the Konami code. Shame on anyone who lost faith in Taylor Hineke. Came back strong last week. I admit it. I had lost faith in Taylor Hineke. What up, Instagram? I'm back. Back again. Live streaming again. Wow, it's like a habit I have. Live streaming on Instagram. Welcome. About to start the main show. A little backstage action for the Instagram folks because I love you. And you're like, oh yeah, wow. This guy's a true outside playmaker with size and speed. And, and he was dominant in college, even while sharing a field with Akeem Bustler. Maybe he's good. 
And all those tight ends? No, that's Iowa, not Iowa State. Delete that from the podcast. That's a mistake. When is the Eagles bye week? When the hell is it? Maybe it's not coming up. Maybe I'm wrong. I don't know when the Eagles bye. I'm looking for the Eagles bye week right now. I don't see it. I have no idea. We gotta check to see when their bye week is. Maybe their maybe their bye week's not coming up. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe, maybe you get three weeks, four weeks, four weeks max of Boston Scott. Okay. Okay, four weeks. Four weeks isn't bad. Fucking up Iowa State versus Iowa tight ends. Fucking up the Eagles bye week. It's almost like I don't know what the fuck I'm talking about. What am I doing? I'm so bad at this. Just kidding. I'm great. I know the waiver wire better than anyone. If you dropped him, you're kicking yourself. If you didn't pick him up yet and someone else snakes him from you, you're going to be kicking yourself. We have to take a stand. You get a t-shirt or a hat or a hoodie. You get to join me in a patron league. You get to support this show, which is free. Who wouldn't do this? A lot of you aren't doing it. It's shameful. But go ahead. Just keep, keep free riding. Don't worry about it. You shouldn't feel guilty. Don't. Don't. We have advertisers. We have sponsors. You shouldn't feel guilty. No. We've got a comment from the one and only Cody Carpentier. He says... It's Fryermuth over Sweeney by a lot. Oh, Cody and I agree to disagree. I think we could have a bet. We'll get back to you. Whether or not Cody and I bet on Sweeney versus Fryermuth as the streamer du jour. Or streamer du week. What's week in French? I don't fucking care. I'm out. Too many miles to...